0: Remember that old song, I'm following the leader? Well, today, my special guest is going to be talking to the dads, and when your man leads like this, you will want to follow. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. Wherever you find yourself today, multitasking or just trying to catch a quiet moment alone, I'm so glad you're here as we learn together how to live on our faith and point our kids to Jesus. Faithful 31 Moms is a love finding ministry, and I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Hey, friends. Today, I'm trying something totally new. For the first time, I'm having a man come on the podcast, and he just so happens to be my favorite guy and very handsome. So please welcome my husband, Josh Allen. Glad to have you.
1: Thank you so much. Glad to be here.
0: So Josh and I have been married for 12 years. And he has been in full-time ministry that whole time. We live in Memphis and we have two boys, Jake and James, which you probably know by now. And for the last two years, we have been church planners where Josh is the lead pastor at Transformed Church. So just a little bit of background. Josh grew up here in Memphis. Under Pastor Adrian Rogers' teaching. So it's pretty cool that now I work at Love Worth Finding and got to start Faithful Thirty One Moms here. So that's just a little bit of history. But today I wanted to have Josh on to talk to the dads about getting more involved in the spiritual growth of your children beyond just Sunday. This is something that I think a lot of us moms want, but we just really aren't sure how to communicate it. We're not sure how to get it exactly in a respectful way. So Sharing today on this episode, Josh is going to be talking to the husbands, because when your man leads your home spiritually, we all know that's something that we will want to follow. Now, I understand dads won't typically be listening or subscribing to A Faithful 31 Moms, a women's podcast, right? So just make it easy and send your husband this link and ask him to listen while he's mowing the yard or while he's driving to work or something like that. So let's get started. Before Josh and I were parents, we started out in youth ministry, and we quickly realized that some parents thought if they dropped their kids off at church, then that was them doing their part spiritually, and they didn't have to do anything else at home to help their kids grow, because it was the church's responsibility. We learned a lot from that experience. So Josh, speak to how important it is to be unified as a couple and how you want to raise your kids with Jesus at the center of both your marriage and your parenting?
1: Yeah, so Mallory and I are big believers that parents are the primary disciple-makers of their kids, and you should never outsource discipleship. That's, That's what we saw a lot being in youth ministry. And we talk a lot, not just as a couple, but we talk a lot in our churches about how we have a burden for the next generation. Because we see so many young people that are not following Jesus. And the truth is, for Christian parents, it starts at home, in your home. And we get that from Deuteronomy chapter 6. You know, you think about this. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. You see, this is a biblical idea that discipleship begins at home. It's not outsourced to anyone else. And definitely not to a youth group or a mentor or a counselor or anyone else. They can all aid in that discipleship process, Mm -hmm. but it does not absolve you from being a part of it. So how can you be unified as a couple? Well, I think there's two things that are really important. The first is this. Jesus can't be a Sunday-only conversation topic. Right. Right. You know, in so many families, I mean, they they take their kids to church, and they drop them off there, and they'll sing in the service, and they'll they'll do all the things, but that's the only time in the week where Jesus is even mentioned or talked about. He must be a part of every single day. That's what Deuteronomy 6 is talking about. You should put them on the doorposts of your home. You should constantly be talking about these things. The second thing is this. I think it's so important— that couples together with one another, they have conversations with one another as they seek to invest into the lives of their kids in a spiritual direction. So, for example, Mallory and I, over the past couple of weeks, have been talking with one another about how our oldest son, Jake, we believe has become increasingly, I'll just say it, materialistic. <laughs> I mean, he just has. Yeah. He really likes things and stuff, and as a parent, that concerns us because we don't want to raise kids that are obsessed with stuff or getting more things. We want to raise kids that are grateful for what they have and love Jesus, and so what we've been doing, even last week, we took a vacation together, and we had multiple hours-long conversations about what do we want to do to help raise our kids. So you've got to make sure that Jesus is not a Sunday-only conversation. And you've got to have those intentional conversations as a couple so that you can be unified together when it comes to, hey, Jake, uh, here's what's going to happen. Here are the changes that are going to happen in your life. Here's what we want to talk to you about so that you're not telling him one message and I'm telling him another. But so we're unified together together. And I think if we get those two things right, we'll be well on our way to putting into practice what we see in Deuteronomy chapter six.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I think a lot of couples are so busy and they just let their schedules overtake their lives with practices and school and everything else that happens in the week that by bedtime, they're running to get their kids showered and in bed. And they forget to not only have those conversations, but they forget to take that intentional time to talk to them about the Lord, too. And we're guilty of that sometimes. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you really do have to plan for it. Uh, You can't just drop them off at church and expect for that to be enough. So that's, that's a really good word. So our next question is, our culture has a lot to say about the roles that we play, you know, how men are supposed to, quote unquote, contribute to the family, to society. So, of course, providing, working, acts of service like mowing the yard, taking out the trash, you know, those those typical things that we think of, keeping the cars running smoothly and all those things are great and they're helpful, but there's so much more that can be the most fulfilling things that come when you are your home spiritual leader, right? And so, Josh, you do a great job at being intentional at this. So will you just share some ways that you do this in our home, that you try to actively do this with our boys, with me?
1: Absolutely. So I think intentionality, that what you just said, is key. I think the enemy wants to do everything he can to keep dads either indifferent or distracted, right? And you talked about that a little bit. You said, we're, con- we're so busy, we're so focused on other things. But I, I think you got to make a decision to be intentional with your kids. It's not just going to randomly come up in your life. And so I think about three things that that I've done. This does not mean that I have arrived or that I am a perfect dad or anything like that but just three things that aren't that hard to do. And I think the first thing is um, starting to do a morning devotional with your kids. Now, maybe you have kids that can't read yet, and so you want to read to them. Or maybe, like Jake, our nine-year-old, you want to let them read, and you read separately, and then come together and talk about it. So that's what I've been doing with Jake since school started back. We got in a routine, and every morning he wakes up, he gets dressed, he eats breakfast, and he does his devotional. At the same time, I'm reading the same exact devotional, and we come together, and I say, So, Jake, what did you what did you think about this? We just have a conversation about it. It takes me less than five minutes to read this devotional. Now, it takes him longer <laughs> because he's still trying to sound out all the words, but— we come together and I'll tell you just a quick story from this. The other day we were talking about Samson and Delilah and how, in a nine-year-old's terminology, uh, Samson was pressured into telling Delilah what the secret of his strength was, right? And so I talked to Jake and he told me the story and I said, you know, the whole point of this devotional was that we don't live for the approval of other people. Who do we live for the approval of? Now, this is a really, really important thing for kids today because, you know, as they grow up in the middle, and high school, and college, the pressure only gets more and more uh, difficult, right? more and more strong. And um, so he said, well, I, I think we're supposed to live our lives for the Lord. And I said, well, yes, absolutely. And then things got silent, awkwardly silent for just a minute, and he put his head down and he said— but you know, I sure do love to please people. And I said, wow, you just said the quiet part out loud. You know, you said the part that most adults would never want to admit, but that's the truth. And I said, Jake, what you just verbalized is a struggle that you and a lot of other people go through in your life. But at the end of the day, God has not called us to please other people, but only live to please him. So that's just one of the conversations that can come up, important conversations. And it didn't last that long. It wasn't like there was a worship band playing behind me and there was just <laughs> all this stuff. It was just a normal, everyday thing. The second thing is just praying uh, with your kids. So for us, I take the boys to school and I pray with them every single morning on our way to school in the car. And I pray one thing at the end of every every prayer I said, God, would you let Jake and James be leaders that point people to you in everything they say and do? I think that's so important. And for them to hear that repetition, it's not just for the sake of repetition. It's for them to get it in their heads that we really want this to happen. We pray with our kids at bedtime. We do prayer time at the end of every day. So beginning and end of every day. And then the third thing, last thing, is just being present in conversations. So not being a disconnected or indifferent or distracted dad that's vegging out on something else or looking at his phone or watching sports, but being those important conversations that are had, to be present, to be a part of those conversations. And I think, you know, if the, if, if you dads do these three things, I think you will see significant impact. And it's not things that you need to go to seminary for. It's not things that you need to get a degree or, or, or l- read five books about how to do this. It's just normal, everyday intentionality. Be intentional. Choose intentionality in raising your
0: kids. Some of our best conversations are just riding in the car or mostly at the dinner table, you know, or right before bedtime. And so those are all great suggestions. All right, so our final question or thought, because I know you're going to have lots of good ideas with this one, is if there's a dad that's listening right now and he's he's hearing your three suggestions just now and he's hearing the things that you're saying and he wants to be more involved, but he really just doesn't know how to get started, What would you say to him?
1: Yeah, so I I would say this in the beginning. Guys like to do things they can win at, right? So getting involved in the spiritual formation of your kids can feel intimidating for every single dad. Because maybe they don't know how to win. And potentially, they don't know if they will be successful in doing what they set out to do. Because the truth is, for a lot of kids, they didn't have dads that modeled this for them, right? I mean, they didn't have dads that poured into their life. Maybe some of them had a youth pastor or a mentor or a counselor or a discipler or something like that, Sunday school teacher. But a lot of people have not seen this modeled well. And so it's uncertain whether or not they can actually win at this. And so a lot of dads are just like, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to begin. I want to begin. I'm not against this. But I want to win. If I'm going to do something, I want to win. And so there's a couple of things that I would suggest because every dad is like this. Every dad starts from the same place. There are so many dads that are intimidated even to pray at dinner time, over their family. This is a normal thing. And so, if you're listening to this and you're like, "Hey, that's me," I don't want you to turn it off. I don't want you to turn this off or say, "Man, I, I, you know, obviously I'm so far behind. I shouldn't even begin." No, 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 no. I think you can begin right now. No matter what's happened in the past, no matter how old or young your kids are, you can choose to begin today. And I, I would say a couple of things. I think number one, it starts with how you are leading and investing into yourself. Are you in God's Word? Are you spending time in prayer personally? Because it's going to be really hard to teach what you are not experiencing personally, right? Right. And so that's a huge, huge thing. And so I would say, hey, you've got to grow personally in your own life so that you can have your spiritual tank, as it were, overflowing with things to then invest into the lives of your kids. The second thing is simply this. It's not rocket science. Develop a plan. Develop a plan. Start with yourself. Start with you growing personally in the Lord, and then develop a plan for investing into the lives of your kids. So there's probably some guys on that are listening to this that you're a businessman, and you go into work every day, and you follow a plan that either you have made or contributed to or someone else has made or contributed to. And the goal of every business plan is success, is to win. You want to make more money. You want to sign up more people. You want to do better things. You want to serve people, whatever it is. And so that is what drives you in your work. You have a plan, and you have a goal, and you want to follow it. The same is true. Some of the guys on here may be guys that work out. Maybe you're at the gym. Maybe you've got a health or fitness goal, and so you've set these goals for yourself, things that you want to hit. Maybe you're working with a trainer. Maybe you're working by yourself. You have these goals, and you want to hit it. Well, why do you set a goal? Because there's something that you're aiming for. And so I would say choose the same thing in investing spiritually into your kids. If it's truly the most important thing in the world of— passing down our faith to the next generation, why would we not be intentional with developing a plan for that? So maybe the plan goes something like this. Hey, I'm going to pray for my kids personally every single day this week. I'm just going to start there. I'm not even going to tell them that I'm praying for them. The next week, I'm going to tell them, I'm praying for you. I want you to know this. Maybe you have kids that are older in middle or high school. Maybe you have kids that are in elementary school. Just telling them, hey, I'm praying for you today. I want you to know that. Maybe the next week you're going to say, okay, now I want to do a prayer with my kids. All right? And then you want to graduate up and up and up. Listen, it's, it's about taking the next step. Then you get a book. like uh, We're going to have these in the show notes, but the book that I'm reading with Jake, it's called The One-Year Devotional for Active Boys, because our boys are very active.
0: <laughs> yes, they are. They're
1: constantly moving. <laughs> It's like watching a tennis match every single day. They're (laughs) bouncing from one side to another every single minute of the day. But I'm telling you, maybe you want to get a book like this. Maybe you want to start doing that. It may not be next week. It may not be next month. But don't you want to be somewhere different than you are today three months from now, six months from now, nine months from now, a year from now? It's about developing a plan and following that. And I promise you you will see an impact. And I'm, I'm even going to say this. Listen, guys, you know, you may be listening to this and you're like, hey, this podcast is pretty short. I'd love to have a conversation with Josh. I'd be happy to help you in any way I could, anywhere you're living, whether you're in Memphis or whether you're anywhere over the world. And so my email address, guys, if you want to contact me, my email address is josh at transformchurch.com. M E M, short for Memphis.com. Josh at Transform Church, M E M.com. I would love to help you in any way. Again, I have not arrived. I'm just telling you, I'm happy to help anyone and everyone that I possibly can because it's something that I'm very, very passionate about. And I believe we cannot outsource discipleship. We must invest our faith, pass down our faith to the next generation, and it starts in our homes. You can do it, guys. You can do it.
0: Absolutely. That's such a great word and so encouraging. I mean, it it really mirrors the things that I tell the moms all the time. You know, if you are growing in faithfulness, if you are in the Word, it is going to naturally overflow into your family, into your kids, and the way that you choose to live your life every single day. And so, same with dads, you know, absolutely. And he's given you some great points to start with and just to build on. And so, like you said, we will have that devotional that he's doing with Jake in the show notes. And we're going to add a couple other things in there, too, just in case your kids may be on a different level or you're looking for more of a bedtime read type thing. We're going to put several different options in the show notes for that. All right, so thanks so much for joining me today, husband, and being the first man on this podcast. And... You already shared with our listeners, if a dad may want to contact you and get more information or has a question or something like that, he shared his email, and I'll also include that in the show notes. And also, at the beginning, I mentioned that he was the lead pastor of our church plant in Memphis called Transform Church. So if you're local, we'd love to have you come visit us, and if you're not, you can still check us out online. Josh, can you share the info of how to find that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You can go on our website, TransformChurchMEM.com, M-E-M short short for Memphis. Uh, We'd love to have you join us in person or any way we can help you online. We'd be happy to do so.
0: So once again, just be sure to check out all those resources that we mentioned. They'll be on the show notes. And moms, remember, it's hard to start new things. So if your husband wants to try some of these things that Josh was suggesting today and they don't work, or he's not still really sure how to get started, or he's nervous, just be an encourager. Just be respectful. Be an encourager. Just try your best to help him be a winner, as Josh said, at these things, and y'all will figure it out together with communication. So just want to encourage you with that, Mom. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't subscribed to our podcast so that you can be updated when new episodes like this one come out... Please do that today and follow us at Faithful31moms on Instagram to catch all the latest. Thanks again and have a blessed day.